Welcome to Conspiracy What? Today, we're talking about one of my favorite Oh, I was trying to give you background music. Today, we're talking about one of my favorite food groups, which is chips. Yeah. Yay, chips. Chips. The best, the best food group. The whole food pyramid is a chip. It's actually a very particular chip, Cameron. Is it? Or a crisp. Oh, don't sorry. say that we're, in this house. We're from the U.S. Yeah, we don't say crisps. <laughs> I don't like saying plural crisps. Crisps. It's, it, it makes me feel like I'm whispering at mm-hmm. the end of the, the word. Yeah, it's weird. Either, either that or calling a cat. Anyway, so that people know what we're talking about. If they haven't read the title, because maybe they're driving, don't read while you're driving. That's dangerous. My name's Allie. That's Allie. Stop signs. And we're not talking about Allie today. I'm Cameron. (laughs) Uh, I'm a Dorito. And that's the Dorito angel himself. He is heaven flavored. I hear. That's. mm, I don't know how I feel about that being my flavor. Why can't I be like wild cherry or something? Wild cherry (laughs) chips. Yeah, you can be yeah. wild cherry. Excuse me, let me let me go back to Doritos' most famous flavor, wild cherry. Listen, today we are talking about the Dudley Dorito. Now, you have probably not heard of this unless you are from this specific area of the UK. And even then, according to most of the sightings, they've never heard of it. Um, and Angel, I think, mentioned this on his last episode, which is why yes. we're doing it now. Yes, yeah. I did. Except for I mistakenly called it the Dublin Dorito. Yes, it is the Dudley <laughs> Dorito. And which this just makes really me great because July 2nd was World UFO Day. So, oh, I'm wow. here for it. Yeah, well, kind of here for it. You know, we're here about 20 days too late, but July is World UFO Month. How about that? Sure, why not? We now haven't really been talking about UFOs, though. Yeah. yeah, I think that's what we're doing. Anyway, this started around 2007 or 2008, or at least that's when it became popular. Um, people had actually reported seeing this Dorito long before that, but it wasn't really as widespread as it became after those years. Uh, they say that it basically just looks like a chip. I mean, that's the easiest way to describe it is it's a triangle. It looks like a tortilla chip. So pretty simple. Uh, within the first like two to three years after it kind of gained notoriety, there were at least seven big sightings and multiple others reported to police around that area. Um, and this area is in the UK, but it's Birmingham. If you're from the UK, then I guess you might know that. For people who don't, that's a place in the UK. It's an easy solid one. explanation. Yeah, that's the. I don't. I don't, I don't that's that's the. We're bad with maps. We'll talk about we'll talk about other places that show up. There's 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 plenty. Yeah, there's a there's a map that's crooked somewhere in this outline. But it was essentially everything that's happened is around is around. <laughs> uh birmingham which there's there's a lot of little areas around birmingham uh nothing seems to be more than like maybe 15 20 miles away from one another so yeah uh angel thinks he's funny because he keeps adjusting my map i don't I'll think put it in the newsletter we, sideways we all, <laughs> we all laughed <laughs> anyway so we have here one of the most famous images of the dorito which is this blue and red Purple fiery blurry. aircraft, and it's probably the most famous picture of it. 
Um, yeah, and I'm and I'm not gonna lie. Like maybe it's just because the word Dorito is like already in my head. But when you see it, it doesn't look like it's like a well-machined or well-engineered aircraft. It it really does remind me of a Dorito. Like there looks like there's like little dips and curves to it and like weird ways in this photo. It's also a really bad grainy photo. Yeah, yeah it, that's true. It honestly, it just looks like like a early 2000s Dorito commercial. That's kind of what this looks like. Like they would do something explosive and ship related and trying to get some five-year-old I, I, kid to go buy it from a local gas station. I would imagine that a Dorito commercial would be chip relevant. So most likely, most likely. Yes. Um, hats so, off to them if it's not though. Most things describe this Dublin, or I'm going to say Dublin. Dudley. Dorito as uh, an object that's dark or black in color, triangular, usually um, larger than a regular airplane, which seems to be a common theme has three white lights um, like on each corner of the triangle and usually they're very blinding and people have a hard time seeing what the fuck this thing is and usually it's also really really thin which is kind of strange if you're saying that like the oh no the lights they blinded me but by the way it looked like a cantina thin (laughs) you know i saw one comment on a youtube video where someone was like how would you even stand in that thing First of all, if this is real, it's much further away from you. Like you could say the same yeah. thing about a plane. Yeah. I could be like, I could surf on that. No, it doesn't work that way. But yeah, it is very thin. Uh, this particular picture has four lights, which I think is interesting because it's got like this burner in the middle, which is really weird. Occasionally that co- seems to come up where it, it's in the middle too. So there's actually four lights. It is an odd object though. Um, yeah, it, sightings have basically increased. So this is one of those weird situations where we don't have something that kind of appeared and then disappeared, uh, which we'll talk about like, a similar situation later on. But this this is one of those things where it's actually just more the sightings keep going up with every year, it seems like. We're really just getting more and more sightings as we keep going. And it really is just kind of a, I don't know, it's kind of a weird thing. Most sightings describe it as the same exact thing. And as you're gonna see, such a majority like there, there's such a heavy majority of the sightings that say that they'd never heard of this before so yeah and that one kind of i don't know like that one kind of caught me by surprise i think because <clears throat> it's not like it's like this huge scape of land that all of these sightings are occurring over like it's in a relatively yeah. close area for people to have not heard oh hey i think that i saw a flying chip right over my house last night yeah, it's it's definitely something weird. And Birmingham in general, just like the bigger city, I know that this that this happens a lot in smaller cities, it's specifically Dudley, um, which is to the, uh, I think it's to the west of Birmingham. Yeah. Um, but it has a population of about 1.1 million people, according to the 2019 census. Uh, but then a lot of the other areas have roughly four to 500,000 people, depending on which big city you're in. Um, so it it it's like there are plenty of people there i mean there's plenty of people to get the opportunity to see this and also plenty of people to gossip about it i don't know it's just weird i we also live in america where like i feel like if someone sees something you do hear about it pretty quickly so yeah americans also don't shut up about things so god they don't shut up about things no uh that is absolutely correct so one quick thing just to kind of start this off is just that a lot of like 
like you might be wondering, like, is there an explanation? The only real explanation that anyone's ever offered up is that many of these could be ball lightning, our favorite little mascot. We've talked about ball lightning so many times on this podcast. I'm starting to get tired of hearing it because for like- one, we actually don't really know what ball lightning is. We actually def- don't even know if it's real. It's never well, actually been observed. It has been observed, but only in a test chamber. It's never been observed, as far as I can tell, in nature. in nature. But who knows? Maybe it has. Maybe that's what these are. For those that don't know, the most current relevant definition, that's very important, the most relevant one at the moment, is that it is light trapped within thin spheres of air, or at least that's how they were able to recreate it in a lab. So... That's about as close as we can get. However, those typically, I would imagine, don't fly in formation over people. So I feel like it's a very delicate. Unless, unless, unless the static energy of the light within the spheres of air managed to create their own gravitation. Nope. You know what? It was Dr. Doom. Let's just, let's just get it up there. <laughs> yeah, now that you mentioned it, it kind of does look like Dr. Doom with a really large cape. It's, right? Yeah. Maybe that's all it is. Let's get into it. Some of the biggest things uh, that you guys are going to hear most consistently, again, Birmingham is like the larger area that I could tell. Again, if you're from this area, you can correct me on that. However, it looks like probably the largest area around all these cities, um, kind of as a central focal point. And then Dudley is going to be off to the west, kind of north. And then to the south of Dudley is Clint Hills uh, and also Hales Owen. Those are kind of right around the same area. Dudley and Clint Hills are about 11 miles away from each other, just for Americans to kind of understand that. Uh, I didn't look up kilometers, so I'm sorry for all you people in the UK. Those are where most of the sightings happen. They seem to happen to the west of Birmingham, pretty much consistently. And in between Dudley and the Clint Hills. Every time someone's mentioned it, once it goes past Dudley, like people lose it. And once it goes past Clint Hills, people lose it as well. So it's like in this weird area of the strange limbo. Yeah. It's a a military base or anything like an area 51 kind of thing anywhere. I wasn't able to find where anyone was saying like, this is definitely them testing things, but we'll, we'll talk about that more as we go along. Um, I didn't find any easy answers. I guess is the easiest way to put that. But anyway, it all started with the first report, right? It all started with a Dorito. It all started with a Dorito. Um, We do have a quote here from one of the very first reports. He was not the first one, but he was one of the most important ones because he kind of kick-started this. So, yes, it did all start with a Dorito. Uh, One of the first reports was, quote, me and my closest friends saw an amazing, fast-moving, and silent craft in the shape of a triangle made up of what appeared to be three lights fly across the sky at mind-boggling speed. Uh, I think, I think that they think that it was moving really quick because they mentioned it quite a few times. Yeah. Um, they continued on. Uh, at first, it looked like three birds flying in unison. Then when seeing the triangle shape, we were both we both were amazed and immediately discarded that explanation. And we've got a similar photo in this, and it'll be in our newsletter as well, um, kind of to what they may have seen. Uh, it, I mean, pretty much all the photos of this look exactly the same. It is a, it's a Dorito. Yeah, it's... It's a triangular craft of some sort. Yeah. Uh, so this is one of the very first reports. Of it too, Again, this guy had never heard of this. He said he had never heard of any sightings. He did say he went up on the internet and he looked it up and he had that he saw a couple people posting about it. Um, sounds like maybe on a platform like Reddit or something like that. Uh, and that that's kind of where he slowly started to see that there were a bunch of people that had seen this and then okay. sightings just kind of took off. But what I really want to know is who the fuck coined the term the Dudley Dorito? 
I can't I tell. Find I think anything where anybody said that they came up with that. I can't remember this kid's name, uh, but I do think I think it might have been him that saw this. I think he saw it in he Dudley. It a Dorito. And I think he. Well, I remember what, someone said that it was tortilla shaped, and then someone else said it was an extraterrestrial tortilla chip, which is quite the mouthful. <laughs> it sounds like the UK version of Cameron was the one who was designing this. <laughs> <laughs> does that not sound like something that Cameron would say? It does. <clears throat> not. Glad like sees, sees a random worm and is just like, you know what? That kind of looks like halfway cooked spaghetti. Like, that sounds like something Cameron would say. You know what? Extraterrestrial tortilla chip <laughs> is a good term. It just it is. is. It just is. It really rolls off the tongue in a way that I'm really excited to use in the future. Yeah. So we do have this picture. Um, I, th- these kids didn't get a picture. This one that we will put in the Where's newsletter that? is from 2010. Uh, and this happened over Welsh airspace. Uh, but I didn't see that there was like a military base around there or anything. But anyway, cut to 2008, right? So this happened in 2007 is where the quote happened. Now take us into 2008 here. And we have the UK Ministry of Defense announcing suddenly after these Dorito things are popping up that they're going to become more transparent on everything regarding UFOs. From what I understand, they were one of the first to be like, we're going to be completely honest with people. You know, whatever completely honest means for the government. Right. What what does that mean for the government, Angel? The government. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) So we... So we know exactly what that means, right? We, we know that that means they're going to be as transparent, meaning they're going to tell you about the cases that they can tell you about. Yeah. 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 It basically means let's play um, two lies, one truth, but we're not going to tell you what the truth is. Yeah. You just have to believe it all. Yeah, exactly. So they ended up releasing about 130 reports of witnesses involved with UFOs. I would just like to tell people they released about 130 reports over uh, – <laughs> over about like 50 years of research. So, and I know they had more than 130. So they, for their first notion of transparency, they were like, here are some of the more recent ones. Yeah. Which is kind of fun. Well, isn't this one of the situations where they were like, oh, if it didn't seem threatening or like anything, we just wouldn't look at it at all. So we're just going to write it off. Like if somewhere I was like, hey, I saw a glowing orb over my house the other night. Yeah, so they don't actually- I don't, I don't think they sound like that in the UK. I always read them as Southern. I'm sorry. I do. I always do. (laughs) Back country is back country. It doesn't really matter. Oh my God. I do. And I, there are probably people like if you're listening in the UK and you're mad about that, that's okay. It's probably fair. (laughs) Honestly. (laughs) But I do, if I read like, and let like, there are very specific cases where I don't, but most of the time, if I read it and it's supposed to be British, I'm probably going to read it in a Southern accent. Um, but yeah, the direct quote there is that unless there's evidence evidence of a potential threat, we don't investigate, which is then continued. No, no, do, do the accent, Cam. Do the accent, please. Unless there's evidence of a potential threat, we don't investigate. That is the Ministry of Defense, the United <laughs> Kingdom. Oh, God, now he's stuck. Uh, <laughs> that is continued in more but, than 50 but years. But I wasn't asked for my Australian impression. I can't live in Mississippi. Yeah, to be fair. Come on. To be fair, I am making fun of a culture that I've been a part of. All right. Um, No, you're not. You're making fun of the UK. Well, (laughs) 
you're you're disrespecting them by making them sound like a a culture you were a part of. That statement is continued. Um, In more than 50 years, no UFO sighting reported to the department has indicated the existence of any military threat to the UK. Now that is a double-sided like coin there because like they're they're saying it hasn't indicated a threat, but they are not saying we haven't found anything weird. Mm-hmm. That's very important. That seems to be a common theme whenever governments are like, yeah, we're going to look into UFOs. And they're like, eh, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Or whenever they decide to look into anything. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so what did they repeatedly dismiss these objects as? Who wants to read that? <laughs> I want to. I want to. <clears throat> The Ministry of Defense repeatedly dismisses the object as a supernormal atmospheric plasma phenomenon. Supernormal atmospheric plasma phenomenon. That's an asshole's way of saying ball lightning. That's, <laughs> that's all it is. That really is. Yeah. It is. That's Supernormal. Supernormal. That's like, Super that's like the assholest way of saying, yeah, that's basically the most normal thing you've ever seen. Yeah. Super normal. Yeah. I I don't think I've ever even heard that term. What do you call that, Cameron? Uh, Intellectual mouth pudding? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I call it intellectual mouth pudding. You're just stringing together a bunch of words that you don't really need to, and you can just say ball lightning. Yeah, but that, so that's what the, that's where the Ministry of Defense is. They're basically useless in this case because they won't really talk about the Dorito at all. We can't really get any information from them about it. But what it sounds like is they might know what it is, or at least that it's there, right? So in 2009, one of the most important pieces of evidence popped up for this. Uh, It was spotted in Mary Hill Dudley, uh, which for those who don't know where that is, me either. So somewhere on the map. Dudley, again, is going to be northwest of Birmingham, uh, I assume, if they're saying Dudley's there, then it's just somewhere in that area. But anyway, this so Jamie Gardner took this video and it was over a shopping center at night. Uh, and what we have is a flying Dorito and definitely one of the best, most clear pieces of this flying ship. Now, Allie, what do you think about that? Because I see your face, but they can't see your face. Yeah, I watched the video. Yeah, I didn't listen to what this woman was saying, so I don't know if she said anything important. It's a man. Um, oh. Sound like a woman. <laughs> uh, you can tell I really did not have the audio up very high. The article uh, I read said it was a man, so. Who knows? Who knows if that's accurate? Um, anyway. This goddamn southern man that sounded like a woman. <laughs> it was just this, like, very clearly fake, but very, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe it wasn't fake. I don't know. Maybe alien spaceships look like they're CGI'd. The truth is, is it's that it's a clear video yeah. of this supposed Dudley Dorito thing with the three lights and everything, and it's kind of like hovering in circles or something. It's not really moving very much. No. And it's hovering in the sky, and it looks like there's like manual shake added to the video and everything, but allegedly it's supposed to be somebody standing in a in a what a supermarket parking lot, Do and we, they're like, oh my god, yeah. look. So one of these things, so this video, you can decide for yourself. We'll, we'll make sure we put up a link for it. Um, but what I do want to say is that it moves to, it's too clean. Uh, so one of the things. Like when they zoom in, they don't lose any quality either. Yeah. One of my favorite things that NASA ever said uh, was if we were going to fake videos of space, 
why wouldn't we make it look better? Because the truth is, is that if you ever watch videos of space and space travel, there's shitty videos. Like, they don't, like they're not anything special. It looks kind of like garbage a lot of times. Like, it doesn't look like this exciting Star Trek, like, level filmmaking. Like, it's just, it's very basic. But, like, you see videos like this, and this is a clean ship just moving around, cutting corners really smooth. It doesn't look real. It looks very CG'd. Uh, yeah. But, you know, it's hard to say. We're not. I there. will say, now having watched the video, <laughs> um, I will say that if, if this is real, that Dorito definitely looks super fucking thin for a flying aircraft. That's true. It does live up to the thin name. Yes. Yeah. It's However, very I, thin. I do agree that that video they they should consider a career in in like editing for youtubers or content creators or something because it, it was very well done yeah that's true <laughs> but it did cause a flurry of people being like oh my god here's the dorito here's proof which leads us to 2010 the dorito strikes back so it had not completely gone away as we talked about it never will um but it had kind of subsided a bit then in 2010 we get a ton of sightings uh so there's a whole bunch of sightings reported around these same exact areas anywhere from dudley to birmingham to clint hills and most people report specifically i kept seeing this three or four times larger than any plane that's how big now, now my thing on that comment if it's as low flying as they are saying and and you know or or showing in that cgi i mean <clears throat> evidential video um or as they say in the the witness statements then it would obviously look a lot bigger. Yeah. So I'm not sure how much stock we can put into three to four times larger than any plane if it's just low flying. You know what I mean? It's that definitely going to see that much larger. That is something that I kept wanting to ask a question about because like, if it really is as low flying as they're claiming it is, then it looks more like a drone. It doesn't look three to four times the size of a plane. Yeah. Yeah, it absolutely looks like something that would be a lot smaller. It's really hard to tell. And as we know, we've said it time and time again on the show, Witness testimony in terms of conspiracies, it's pretty much worthless. There's really no, I mean, like, it doesn't matter. Unless you are able to give me, like, a solid piece of evidence. Like, most of the time, people don't even take photos that have anything, like, any landmarks that give us any size or anything like that. Even in the video, we have a bunch of silhouetted out buildings. Like, we don't know how big this thing is supposed to be. Yeah. Um, Yeah, but we saw a whole bunch uh, we did get some photo evidence, which is one of the ones that we were talking about earlier, where it's just kind of like this black object in the sky. I'm going to be honest, it kind of looks like a hang glider more than anything. It doesn't really look like uh, it doesn't really look like the ship as much there. I don't really see the lights on it. It's a little bit different. Uh, but then we also got uh, David Allen. I just I found a couple of other sightings that happened at the same time here in 2010. Um, so there's this guy named David Allen from a place called Sutton Coldfield. Don't really know where that is relative to our other mentionings so far, but he reported seeing a triangular object, um, again, four four or five times bigger than an airplane in the skies on whatever bonfire night is. Um, Oh yeah, that's super popular. Failed to look that up. Um, As far as I know, that's a pretty popular uh, event in the UK. Yeah. So it is November fifth. Ah, it's Guy Fox night. Oh. That is Bonfire Night. 
Oh, that's interesting, actually. Hmm. Yeah, and so then a few weeks later after that, um, a 20-year-old, 21-year-old guy saw the Dudley Dorito hovering above his own home in Tipton in the West Midlands. And the West and Midlands is also an area where they, they see this a lot, and they also just get generally a lot of UFO sightings. Yeah, and just to go back real quick, uh, Sutton Coldfield is only 12 miles away from Dudley, so still within range. Yeah. Yeah. So this was like a big time for the Dorito to strike back. Uh, it, the sightings just started kind of popping up all over. I don't know. I'd say probably like a 20-mile radius, maybe. You know what I just realized? Mm. What if this is the reason they canceled the original 3D Doritos? <laughs> it didn't want people to get any good ideas. That's the conspiracy. There it is. Yeah. Holy shit. I need to go to work and ask some questions. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, knock, knock. Who's there? Gary Knock. Tell uh, us about Gary Knock. That wasn't that wasn't a great joke. That was opinion. not the best. It's no okay. one asked you. To we'll, we'll do better next time. The year was 2011. Gary Nock was apparently drinking uh, outside of a pub with his family uh, when a Dorito-like object flew over them before abruptly turning away and flying over Clint Hills. Told you that was going to come back around. So I looked up Clint Hills. Please correct me if I am incorrect. It looks like one hill. Clint <laughs> <laughs> Hill. I would like to... It's called Clint Hills consistently, but it looks like a singular hill. I just want to know who is clint isn't that the question and why has yeah no when when you google it it literally says hill in england Mm -hmm. singular hill Mm -hmm. (laughs) please tell us all about clint hills because i'm kind of curious oh oh trust me i will the clint hills lie 10 miles 16 kilometers from my uk friends southwest of birmingham city in clint worcestershire england yes I do know how, pro- how to pronounce Worcestershire. But Clint Hill is the most popular hill-walking hill in the range. <laughs> Although it is not often mentioned because the whole area is referred to as Clint Hills. But, there <laughs> it, but it, is, it is a range of, heel, of hills that continues eastwards to include Romsley Hill, Waisley Hill, and the Licky Hills. Well, what the hell? Um, he said it was coming from the direction of Birmingham, uh, but it flew very low. He said that it had no audible sound. Um, he was also in a car. Who knows? But it's, <laughs> but I do want to say... Wait, ruin the show. <laughs> Wait, I thought he was outside of a pub. He was in a car outside of a pub. It said he was in a car park. Which you said Americans, that he was drinking well, with I his know. family I outside know. of a pub. Okay, listen, he was outside of a pub in a car park, which is what people outside of America apparently call a parking lot. Here's the important thing. He said, please it was take me with you. It was black in color. It had bright white lights on the end. It's your very typical description. He said that it flew over Clint Hills and then was just gone. So he lost sight of it. Um, to his credit, this isn't the only sighting that claims that the UFO was completely silent. Yeah. No, I mean, it's not. It, it actually is pretty consistently supposed to be silent, I guess. That's like a whole factor of it. Um, but here's a big one. So let's jump to possibly the best day of every year, which is August 31st. Uh, it's the perfect day 
So Everyone knows that. Older every time. Um, is also the day that I age. I don't know. August thirty first so. kind of makes me just think of like dry heat. Anyway, I would like to tell people this story because I think this is one of the best UFO stories that I have heard. So, two thousand twelve, we are in the height of Dorito views over the skies of the UK. I'm sorry, I can't. I can't take you seriously. <laughs> We're gonna have to come up with a different sentence. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we are at the height of this triangular <laughs> spacecraft, and we have something that happens that is kind of harrowing. You know, like I feel like I should bring in the scary music for this. Uh, August 31st, 2012, we get some more suspicious light over Clint Hills. Uh, Constable, which is just fancy police person in the UK, uh, they saw a strange light emanating from somewhere nearby. This is where the story gets a bit creepy. The man became immediately frightened. And remember, this is an officer, okay? He starts radioing for backup um, as he was on a solo shift. And he told his lieutenant that he would need backup once he found the source of this immense light. It was just shining down on him, freaking him out, right? This is a pretty freaky story. So then there was howling in the background. Yeah. Then things became more complicated. Uh, He starts searching for this light. He's looking for the source of it. Really worried. He's waiting for his backup. And then he says that the UFO began to approach him. That's what he starts reporting to his fellow officers. And he starts getting really freaked out. Uh, After about 20 minutes, he started approaching this light that he felt was also approaching him. And then he finally reaches it. Uh, Hang on. Before you finish the story. Let me take a really, really big gulp of my whiskey. Okay, finish. What was it? I need to know. The fucking moon. (laughs) He saw the moon, my friends. Uh, I'm really glad I joined for that. Apparently, this specific uh, August had two full moons, which was rare. This was considered a blue moon. Uh, He was not expecting (laughs) the immense light. So he had to radio in and tell them that he found out the source of the light. Uh, He did eventually get ridiculed, supposedly, with werewolf pictures consistently taped to his locker. I mean, so, like, this is one of those cases. I threw this in here because Clint Hills is so important in terms of, like, the deadly Dorito sightings. Um, But this is one of those cases where we found out what it actually turned out to be. Uh, I, I just love this. He searched for 20 minutes, guys. 20 minutes until he found out it was the moon. Oh, man. Like, I, <laughs> I just... a joke. He thought joke it was approaching him. He thought it was coming towards man, him. How high was it? He man? called for backup. <laughs> he yeah, called for Immediately. Backup. Like, he didn't even wait a minute. He was just like, oh, fuck. I mean, like, you gotta be drinking. I, w- I, w- I don't even care if I would have been. I would have been like I was. Yeah. <laughs> that's the only way to explain that. Uh, I wanted to show this as an example, though, of how witness testimony is not reliable. Had he not been able to get into a space where he could properly see the night sky, he would have thought that he saw a strange light and then it had gone away. And that's something that I think is really, really important with this. Uh, but it does count as kind of the UFO sightings around this area because people were on edge in 2012. There had been multiple sightings of not just this, but like huge balls of fire that people had claimed they'd seen in this area. The this world is, was supposed to end. This, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. This is a hot spot for UFOs. For some reason, the Birmingham area, like within 11 mile radius, is a hot spot. And I don't know. Birmingham area to the UK is like New Mexico to the US. (laughs) 
it really is probably a fair way to put it i mean it actually like legitimately is though the only difference is like we're not seeing anything like u.s military bases around there like we see in the u.s we're like we're like who knows what that is um but yeah i thought that was a funny story so i had a good time (laughs) so now we we kind of jump to like a, a time frame here of like 2012 or 2013 to 2016 uh, there was a sudden spike in UFO reports again, and a lot of them were, were very similar to the, the Dudley Dorito thing, where it was triangular again, and there was the lights. And um, something I noticed with these is that they don't really do anything. Like, you know, with a lot of UFO sightings that we, we hear something like, oh, it moved, like no aircraft can move, and like weird zigzag patterns and stuff across the sky, but yeah. it like still isn't a thing. It's all just fast and triangular. <laughs> and moon-like. <laughs> apparently. Um, but apparently a council officer told this, like, tabloid, basically, that, uh, quote, there is something definitely going on with UFO activity in the West Midlands, but no one would ever go on record to confirm that. But as for alien abductions in Sedgley, which we'll get to, uh, not so sure about that. Um, the police received about four reports um, around this area at the same time. And um, this gets kind of weird because this area is actually famous for a different UFO report from the early 90s. Um, so random interjection on the timeline. Random interjection. The Cosford incident. Cosford incident. What are you, a Southern Belle? Uh, it was the oh, only was way the I could say cause. I feel like incident. we need like a proper like law and order interjection, like interjection, Cosford incident, 1993. The people of the UK saw multiple UFOs. These are their stories. Boom, boom. <laughs> da, bow, 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 bow. In 1993, <laughs> a Ministry of Defense police patrol, um, they reported a large triangular craft um, over the Midlands Air Base. This, so there is an Air Force base in, in this area. And remember, this is 1993. So this large triangular craft fired a beam at the ground. And I saw some um, reports where it had like kind of swept across the, the Air Force base and then it took off. Huh. And um, so the weird thing is when I, when I found an article about this incident specifically, it had the same photo as the Dudley Dorito, right? It's that same like close up grainy purplish image of the triangular, triangular craft with the four lights. You mean some reporters decide to recycle photographs in order to get more people to read their stuff? That's insane! I thought that was just a U.S. thing. Yeah, so they have the same photo on there, so who knows? But apparently this is like a big incident in the area. Um, A bunch of reports said there were two lights, but um, several people saw a third. And all of them said that the lights were so bright that it was kind of hard to figure out what the shape was. But usually the ones who said that there was three kind of like gathered that it was a triangular shape. So this is one of those situations where there were dozens of sightings that came in at the same time afterward. There were about 30 or so that happened within three hours of this incident at the airbase. I am curious. Why was there nothing said about like that beam? Like it just said there was a beam fire right? at the ground. I, I just like nothing really 
followed after that. It was just like, like yeah, no there was property a beam, damage, and then, no nothing. I feel like it was more just like a light, you know, like it didn't. Really I, do although anything. I will say, if <laughs> like you're the government and you're testing an aircraft and you accidentally fire a beam at your own fucking air base, <laughs> you're probably not going to want to admit whether or not it caused any damage or if you don't have like the true resources to figure out what that was like i feel like that yeah. just adds back to their well, earlier talk about how or i guess later in terms of like chronology but like later on they're like well we've determined that it really just isn't a danger yeah if it, if it isn't a threat then uh, we're not <laughs> they fired a beam at us and we're fine <laughs> really i mean like we're doing okay right now we'll see what happened was they shot a beam of light at the ground. I got to work on it. I know. I'm it sorry. Good. It was solid. Work that, work it's it. better than your Australian. It's 100% <laughs> better than my Australian. Um, but anyway, they actually did go back and look at um, radar for the last few hours after the sighting. And nothing showed up on radar. Nothing weird. There was, there was nothing over the Air Force base, which, you know, is very strange. I saw a lot of people try to write it off as apparently there was a Russian rocket that had been fired into space around the same time. Although some people said that it was the rocket returning to orbit. And some people said it was the debris from takeoff, like falling back to Earth. So I don't know which it is. And then just shooting a beam. Yeah, I I don't really get how that makes any sense. Um, But this is another one of those UFO instances that happen every once in a while where like a lot of people saw it. And obviously something happened. Yeah. But like we don't know what because they just kind of wrote it off as whatever. But that is it does have a name, you know, it's the Cosford incident and it's the same kind of shape. So is this like Dudley Dorito one point This is the original that, that makes you wonder version? like by the time we get to like the two thousand thirteen and two thousand sixteen, like those twelve reports, what version of the Dorito were they on at that point? Exactly. What ver- is the, did this version have like a little section in it to be able to carry the reptilian Pope? It's, just it's, wonder, it's like, entirely plausible. Was that supposed to be like a tractor beam, but they were like, we don't, we don't know how to do that yet. <laughs> <laughs> just, just use the spotlight. Did the air base general say beam me up Scotty? And then that's what happened afterwards. No, it really did seem to gloss over that whole, like, they shot a beam at the Air Force Base. It's not called an Air Force Base, but I don't know what it is called in the UK. But, you know, you get the gist. Um, yeah, so it's it's one of those things where there were actually, like, thousands of sightings within, like, a week, actually, of this. So something was going on. Yeah, but then you also have, like, oh, shit, everybody's talking about it. I want to be a part of it. Yeah, exactly. So, so it's, I mean, it's, I always, it's like a weird balance you got to try. Yeah, like, uh, obviously, if there's that many people talking, like you said, something has to have happened. But, like, how many of those accounts are just exaggerated for somebody to feel like they're the most important in this event, you know? Yeah. yeah I, I feel still... like only the first, like, maybe couple of hours or so are actually valid, and then everything after that is like, yeah, me too! Yeah, <laughs> I still, I haven't mentioned it as recently, so if you're newer to the show, you might not have heard it. Um, go back and listen to our other episodes, but I do always stick with the idea that there's always a truth in every single one of these sightings, and every single one of these maybe, like, little lies or whatever, even what the government tells us. There's always some kind of truth there. Um, it's just a matter of, like you were saying, um, like both of you were saying, whether or not it's exaggerated. I think that's a huge aspect of a lot of these types of reporting. But this is one of the biggest UFO incidents 
that happened in the exact same area. Um, there are actually Dublin Dorito sightings in this same uh, town, call it that. So who knows? It could have been happening for decades. Yeah. Oh. But I mean, this, this seems to carry on even into um, 2015, where again, it's a black triangle shaped object with white and red though, and red and, lights. And again, this this other witness account also says, quote, what made it weird was that there was no sound from it at all. Yeah. And this a one common, was in Dudley again in 2015. Yeah, but this no sound is like, I don't know. I think out of everything, that's the most interesting to me about this interaction. Because what there there really is no type of aircraft that makes no sound. Yeah, so I, what could actually, it have been? I pulled this one from a, a compilation of UFO sightings, and it kind of fit the description and the timeline. So it wasn't necessarily specifically like a quote-unquote Dudley Dorito sighting, but it's the same area. It's literally in Dudley, and it's the black triangle with the white lights. But it also says red lights. Who knows? Maybe they're, you know, stroking it up, changing it up a little bit. Yeah, maybe this was version 2.793. <laughs> But it's clear that this, this thing just keeps coming back. Like, whatever it is, it's in the area. It's the same thing every time. And it's it comes, like, every year, at least a couple of times. I guess I didn't really look at dates. I guess that could be interesting to look at, too. Like, maybe it always comes back in November. Who knows? But yeah, I mean, I saw it crop up pretty consistently, um, just around different times of the year. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm sure it's still continuing. Speaking of which, uh, a, <laughs> this is my my favorite development in this case. I'm I'm glad we found this at the right time. Apparently, that, this sign is just amazing to me. Yeah, so you want to read the sign as it says. <laughs> <laughs> so there's there's a sign that has been placed in Sedgley in the uh, West Midlands, a little over ten miles north of Clint, uh, Clint Hills, <clears throat> and the sign reads, and this is a direct quote. Three alien abductions here in one week, two exclamation points. It's important that there's two, not three. Uh, when are the council going to do something? I don't know if it's just my screen or not, but the word two is in red letters. Is it right? It is, that, yeah. it is on mine as well. See, I yeah. Saw that. Okay. And I, I noticed that in other pictures as well. This is like a, an oddly shaped sign. It's maybe like the width of your average size couch, maybe. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's in the really middle of long. forest. <laughs> yeah, it just, it doesn't, it, somebody has way too much time on their hands. Yeah, uh, this appeared this year, apparently, or at least it was found in the forest this year, so who knows when it was actually But, like, about. it's in a very inconvenient place. It's not anywhere where anyone can easily see it. It's so, like, hidden. I don't know why it's here. Well, I think it was put yeah. here so that whoever put it up didn't get caught. Um, so... My favorite thing is, when are the council going to do something? So what does the council choose to do, just to jump a little bit forward? Take the sign. They're taking down the sign. They're, they're taking down the sign immediately. They were like, okay, we're not going to deal with this. Um, this, however, is one of the most trafficked areas uh, by, of UFOs. Like, I mean, this is where people constantly see things that they can't explain. Uh, you often hear the residents say things like, I see planes all the time, and it's not that. It's not what I usually see. So that is kind of an interesting thing because what you have is that witness testimony that usually you would trust uh, because you're like, well, they've seen a ton of planes, so they would obviously know what they're talking about. However, this is it's it, you know it's hard to discern that. 
Now, what I can't tell, I have looked it up. I have tried to find some of like the most obscure alien websites. Usually the type of stuff that I look for when I'm investigating like into these little topics that we research, right? All that I try and dig garbage. in, yeah, into the deepest hole that I can find, but I could not find anybody talking about alien abductions in this town. No, it's very random. Yeah, so <laughs> it's very odd. It's very, very random and weird. Uh, nobody really knows what they're talking about. However, this is where in 2012, there were tons of sightings of the Dublin Dorita, Dorita. or Dudley Dorita. Yeah. yeah, about almost 10 years earlier. So yeah, but ten years earlier. I mean, I but guess, there's still I sightings of, of alien ships. Yeah, sixteen, I think, is the last one we found. Yeah, but just to prove on our earliest on our earlier statement, this is not over. People are still talking about it. Yeah, it's not going away anytime soon. The other part that gets to me is um, you have this note here that most of their UFO sightings are described as being too fast to be a plane, and then yeah. you put that in conjunction with all of the witness accounts that say oh but it was also silent like if you're moving faster than a plane that takes a lot of power yeah 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 and for it to be silent i i, I just still like is is superman or the flash like running across with just with a kite behind them like what is yeah, there's no other explanation, explanation in my mind <laughs> there's no other explanation in my mind other than it's Superman and the Flash having a rematch of their race, but this time they have to take a kite with them. And the kite is actually just Batman's jet. It's the only thing I could come up with. I mean, that's like, that's the most sensible theory out of everything that I've heard, to be honest. But yeah, this is, so this is really weird. So this is ongoing. The council said they're going to remove the sign, which isn't helpful. It isn't really helpful to, I think there's a lot of times where like, regardless if you believe in this conspiracy or not, the point is to dig deeper into why people are putting this up not to take down the sign. They're not gonna go away. They're not gonna go away and be like, okay, these aren't happening. What you want to know as a council, I would imagine, what, what the hell are these people talking about? There's no evidence of an alien abduction. There's not even someone being like, hey, I was hey, hey, what I will say is the UFOs may not have been a threat to the council, but this sign sure as hell is. True. And when something is a threat, that's when you take care of it. If it's not a threat, out of sight, out of mind, buddy. I mean, that honestly goes into that whole idea of like not trusting the government, right? Maybe there's a there's a code in here because it's almost like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, there's like the number three and the two is red to the middle of the forest. Somebody decode this for me. <laughs> I mean, there's only three numbers, right? Three, one, two. What? The red, the two is in red, which maybe indicates that's supposed to be a number instead. So it's three here in one week, so one, and then going two, so two. So we have three, one, two. Does anyone know what that means? Still bothers me that the exclamation points are spaced from week. Yeah, and there's just two of them. Yeah. You, oh, everybody two, knows, everybody knows it's either one exclamation point or three. There is no in between. All right, I Googled the meaning of three, one, two. Mm -hmm. represents society communication partnerships duality and balance how how did you just throw something out there and it actually exists in some type of <laughs> i literally typed Wait. 312 meaning that's what i got i give up i'm in the Do not allow fears field. or doubts to stop or hinder you from pursuing what your heart and soul prompt you to because maybe it's a it's a nice message this sounds like a secret society to me 100 percent. yeah there's um maybe there's something weird going on um three one two also equals six six is obviously a very famous number for a lot of different reasons um 
but solid. Yeah, this is a weird. This is a weird sign. Wait, wait, wait. how many council members are there? That's a good question. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> how many members of the council of Dudley? It's in Sedgley Midlands. West Midlands. Holy shit, guys! What? It doesn't say how many members, but the local <laughs> elections were on the sixth. Oh, of May. Well, that's the fifth month. That is, you know, more numbers. Three times one plus two equals five. Yo, listen to this little tidbit. The Metropolitan Borough of Dudley was created in 1974 from the existing blah, 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 blah. This followed an earlier reorganization in 1966. Holy shit. Guys, I think we just stumbled onto something. I think what we stumbled onto is that you can make numbers mean almost anything. Pretty much, which explains <laughs> time cube a lot better than we did in our episode. <laughs> oh, time cube. All right. Let's, let's finish this shit off. So that's basically yeah. the newest development on the Dudley Dorito case here. Um, it's not necessarily a Dudley Dorito sighting, but, you know, there's aliens in the space. So it's still in the Dudley area for the most part. I mean, again, this is more like I mean, it's more than anything. It's the Birmingham Dorito because it happens all around Birmingham. I think that's honestly the key is that that's but what that's we should be focusing on. that's not an alliteration. Like you know, it's, no, you know, it's crazy, though, is when you look at your map, <laughs> if you put all three of those like endpoints together, what does it make? An extraterrestrial tortilla. It yeah. does. I did, to yeah. be fair, I did notice that earlier. I was kind of looking at that, and I was like, that does make a weird triangle for like the main site. What's in the center? What's in the center? I don't know. Let's blow this up. Clinton. Smethwick. Um, so. Angel, I want to ask you, how the fuck did you find like find this story? Because you're the one that suggested this. Actually, it was in what was our last episode together? Mm, was it Spaceman? Or wait, did you do eight? Did you do the moon with us? The moon's not wait. Yes. Not right. Oh, you did do the moon with us. Yes, it yep. was that episode, and I was watching a video about it, and they were talking about. Um, they were talking about like a UFO projecting the image of the moon. And then they just mentioned like in happen chance, the Dublin Dorito, which is why I thought that it was called Dublin Dorito. Interesting. Yeah. It's definitely a very small case. So this is kind of an interesting one. There were enough sightings for us to do a full episode on it, obviously. So you just listen to it. Um, but it definitely was kind of a weird one because there's not, while there is, I feel like so much to go off of, there's really not. And yeah. it's very strange. It's very weird, but it is consistent. I will say that um, a lot of people like to say con- like conspiracies are inconsistent. This one's consistent. I mean, it's, it is. It's pretty crazy. Like for the amount of sightings, for the amount of sightings that have been reported, how little of a deal it is. Yeah, yeah. I that's think that's true. fair, honestly. And the Ministry of Defense being like, it's just you know, it's just it's not ball lightning. You know, because why would it be ball lightning? Instead, it's just super normal atmospheric plasma phenomenon. Well, yeah. even with that case that I told you guys about from 1993, that's barely a thing anyway. And that's allegedly the largest case in the area. And yeah. there was even one site that claimed that the U.S. government investigated that, probably referring to the, the current um, UAP, yeah, Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Report that just came out uh, at the end of last month. It's probably what they were talking about, but even then, I couldn't really find anything on that case either, and that's supposedly the largest one in the area. Well, speaking of the U.S., 
Let's go into that for a minute. So we've spoken to him about the U.S. in terms of the U.K. before. We talked about it on the Solway Spaceman because they had a nuclear project going with the U.K. It was eventually abandoned. Uh, rockets were then brought over to Australia. If you want to go and know more about that, it's very, very interesting. It's really interesting history, if nothing else. Uh, that's all on the Solway Spaceman episode, uh, also featuring our lovely angel here. So... Hi. <laughs> uh, but let's talk about the U.S. again in terms of the U.K. Now, there is a theory, and actually one of the people in the U.K.'s government also posed this theory. There is a possibility that this is just the U.S. conducting experiments with a new stealth bomber over the U.K. over the last decade. Is that even legal? No. <laughs> it is not legal to enter another country's airspace without their permission. But... That's what the stealth bomber's for, mm -hmm. to be honest, is it is, the ultimate it is test. to sneak in. Now, for those who don't know, the, the most famous stealth bomber is the B-2. Okay, that's the black one. That's the one everyone sees. It's and just for a little B bit of- The 52 or the B-2? The B-2. Okay. The B-2 stealth bomber. Now, one of the most important things about the B-2 is that it is nearly silent. If you've ever watched a video of it fly by, its engines are holed up inside of the plane itself and it has very very minimal exhaust you can find videos you can see how eerily quiet it is especially for a fast-moving plane uh now what the b2s are also infamous for in our country uh is ufo sightings mm, now yes. throughout the process of making this they had to do test flights they often did it at night what did people see a triangular object flying over the skies of nevada and we got tons and tons of you of UFO sightings and people being like, I saw this. I definitely saw it. And the U.S. government being like, no, you didn't, you didn't see anything. And as it turns out, we now know they did. They saw the, the B-2 stealth bomber before it was actually released to the public. So that is a real thing. Now, one of the culprits that people have talked about is the supposedly defunct A-12 Avenger. Uh, we do have a picture of this in our outline. Uh, it is lower. It's underneath our purple picture on the bottom of our outline, if you guys want to look at it. Uh, that is the A-12 bomber. Now, there's not really anything other than black and white photos of this, which I think is interesting. And I can't even tell if these photos are real or if they're models. Uh, there are quite a few of them, but it's hard to tell. It's similar. It's very, very similar to a B-2, but it's a lot smoother. Uh, it looks just straight edged compared to the B2, which has a lot of like jagged edges on it. It's pretty solid for just a straight up triangle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now this, the A12 Avenger, let's be perfectly clear, was supposedly scrapped in the 90s, supposedly. However, as we all know- Like 1993? Yeah, as we all know, with military experiments, nothing is ever fully scrapped. We've talked about this before. We've talked about it with the US. Um, we've talked about it with blimps in the past as well. Technology suppression. Exactly. So technology suppression, another episode that Angel is on. Uh, now, we, we've mentioned blips before. That was something that the US had, they were like, we scrapped that 20 years prior. And then 20 years later, people saw blimps and they were like, what's going on? And the US is like, well, we were trying to get those to work, but they didn't work. So they then scrapped it again. Now the A-12 is possibly a culprit for what people are seeing and what's, what those people think is that it's being tested over UK airspace. Now, if that's true Very legal. and the UK found this out, 
then it would be true that that's not a threat to their national security because the UK and the US are not enemies. So that wouldn't become a threat. Now, would it be illegal and frowned upon? Absolutely. But it wouldn't be considered a threat. And who knows what kind of contracts they have with each other. We'll never know. We're all civilians, right? We don't need to know that kind of stuff. You're not privy to that information. But I did think it was kind of interesting and it matches the exact sightings we had 40 years ago. So it's a weird situation. We're kind of placed in a weird limbo with that because stealth bombers have been unidentified before. Yeah. Yeah. Is that your is that your conclusion then? Do you think it's some kind of terrestrial aircraft that we're testing? I so if we're going into conclusions, and obviously all of our listeners, I would love for you guys to make your own conclusions. Please let us know what your own conclusions are. However, what I would say is I think there's a chance it's a stealth bomber. We know that other countries are trying to copy the US like like the mechanics of a B2. It's one of the most important planes that the US has ever made. It's very quiet, it's very hard to detect. So it could be anyone testing it, honestly. Uh, now, I also think there's another possibility, and I think this is kind of a weird one, and it may seem a little bit out there, but it honestly is not. It could be a prankster. And now the, the, the video that we talked about earlier is definitely CG'd. It's someone trying to take advantage of this Dorito phenomenon. However, let's dial it back a bit to the fact that pranksters, at least in the US, have pranked people for decades. We found multiple times where I think it was what, a giant penguin or something like that, that someone in Florida was pranking people with and they found out like 25 years later it yeah, took two decades for them to find out that this guy had been pranking them with these fake giant feet stepping along a beach. Now, you might think, like, how do you prank someone with this? But it seems more than anything like someone, like, paragliding. Like, just a simple glider. If Where would they go it, from, though? That's what I don't know for sure. But Motorized it, paraglider. It does seem very similar to a paraglider where you see the triangular shape, and if you put lights on each tip, then all you have is a UFO silently flying very low, which it's hard to tell how high something is once it's above you. And then you just have them flying straight over. I mean, we can hark back all the way to the Mothman episode for this show where we can talk about how difficult it is to tell how big a bird is when it's over your head. You don't know the difference between an owl and a plane, to be honest, because like a plane can look the size of an owl, but can be thousands of feet in the air. So it's really hard to tell that difference. It wouldn't surprise me if we found out 10 years from now that it was a prankster who caught on to the fact that someone caught him paragliding at night and stuck with it. I mean, we this is just, a really, really long period of time to keep up a prank. I mean, it is, but people have done it before. That's the thing. Yeah. Someone recently, just to prove that they could prank the news in Florida, they went on a six-month pranking spree of a like giant shark or something in the Florida waters consistently. So people do it. Un- like It's one of those things that's unfortunate in the conspiracy world because you have no idea. I mean, like, all you have is the evidence that you're seeing. And it also may be true that if no one's reporting that they're flying around here, that all the Ministry of Defense is getting is just blurry pictures of someone flying around with a lit up paraglider and they can't tell the difference. It's possible. Now, it is a stretch, but in terms of someone pranking that long, it has happened before. 
So that's probably where I'm landing is that it's either, I think it's either secret technology or it could be a prankster, but I don't know the area well enough to know how they would be doing that. That's right. Okay. Angel, what's your conclusion? Um, this one, I, I don't know. This one's tough because there really just wasn't enough for me. There wasn't enough consensus from the actual sightings and the witnesses for me to be comfortable blaming the government. Now, if this had happened in the U.S., I would have found a way. I would have found a way. What I will say is, I, I, I don't think I'm quite as keen to lean towards like a prankster, but I also do think like it could be something just completely harmless, and people just like took it and ran with it, and then maybe it became like this fable or this. I, I don't know. Like it's just. It's one of those things that it's hard for me to have an opinion on because I don't feel like there was enough information behind it. It was literally just like, hey, these people saw something that was triangular. Hey, these people saw something that was triangular. Oh, you guys saw a fucking triangle with lights on it too? Like, there was no other real information. The the silent thing really fucks with my head. That's fair. But I don't know. This one, This one's tough for me. Yeah. Stuff. Me? <laughs> I mean, I kind of agree with you, Cameron. Um, I mean, none of these, none of the, the sightings really seem out of, um, out of the realm of possibility, you know, it, it seems like very similar to like you were saying, like the B2 bomber situations where it's a weird shaped aircraft. It does things that normal aircrafts can't usually do. And they're testing it and they can't tell people about it. And I mean, it does seem like a long time. I mean, it's been nearly 20 years at this point that it's been cited, uh, but it is the same thing every time. And like I said earlier, it's not really like, like it's not one of those things that's like classic UFO where uh, it's moving in weird flight patterns that aren't possible for um, modern aircraft and they're not slaughtering cattle, as far as we know. Exactly. They, they don't seem to be... Like, there's not a lot of abduction cases or cattle mutilation cases in the same area. So, I mean, really the only weird thing about it is that it's fast. <laughs> Which I, th- I think is entirely doable. I mean, I think finding technology to make things faster is, like, in the realm of possibility. So, like, I think it's probably terrestrial. And I think it's probably something... Who knows from like which country or which people or who's doing what or if it's just the Air Force Base playing a prank on everybody. Who knows? Um, but I do think it's terrestrial. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine like just being this guy who's like made his own drone and has been flying it around his neighborhood for like the last couple of years, and then every time he flies his drone, somebody's like, holy shit, I saw a fucking flying Dorito last night. He's like, no fucking way. You're like, where? And he just has no idea what he's causing. And here we are talking about it. Yeah, we're just giving this guy his fame on our This guy's using his drone to try and find the Dudley Dorito, but his drone (laughs) is the Dudley Dorito. (laughs) That's a twist. Um, I do want to say that this is kind of the time uh, around 2007, 2008 is when drones kind of became popular uh, to the public. They were used much earlier than that by military and stuff like that, but they weren't really used as much publicly. So it is a possibility that they also just became popular and that people weren't really expecting it. I mean, 
who knows what type of thing you can see. And when you're looking up at the night sky, you don't see what you think you see. Again, I will hark all the way back to our Mothman episode. Like if you don't, if you want to hear kind of how witnesses can get messed up with that, that's a good episode Always. for that. It, you can't tell what people are looking at. I mean, like people just, are really bad judges of distance and shape. You can know the size of something, but knowing the distance in connection to that size can really mess with your mind. Humans are not great witnesses. We don't have good enough depth perception in general. So it just doesn't really work. Um, so it's hard to say, but I think that we have plenty of good ideas here. I mean, I think your guys' ideas are just as good as anything else. I mean, honestly, this is, who knows what this is. What is it? Tweet us. Let us know. Uh, and look out for that newsletter because we have a bunch of pictures this time to put up. Uh, we'll also put up a link to the video. But yeah, same as always, let us know. We have social media. You can let us know on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. We also do have an email, which I believe is just conspiracywhat at gmail.com. Uh, so you can also send anything there. If you don't want it out in the public, you don't even have to mention your name. We won't mention your name. If you want us to mention it on the show, I'd always be interested in doing that. If you um, want to create a Twitch username, you can message it to Angel the next time he's streaming. <laughs> that is also true. Angel has started streaming. Just start sending him conspiracy shit and just saying all of your opinions about the, the Dudley Dorito the next time true. he's online. Yeah. I, should do, I should do a conspiracy stream. Where everybody just gives me their best conspiracies. Let's do it. You should do it all together. Uh, Do you want to mention what your Twitch streamer name is? Yeah. uh, So I stream Tuesdays and Fridays at Alpha Raider seventy nine, Twitch.tv. I think that's what it's called. You'd think I have my shit together, but yes, Alpha Raider seventy nine on Twitch. I stream Taco Tuesdays and Friday nights, and sometimes Sundays, but normally it's just Tuesdays and Fridays. Feel free to hop in. Let me know. Let me know what you think. Um, the conspiracy link will always be there and we can can have some fun with that. Yeah. It's, it's a good chance too. If you want, if you want to just go talk to one of us about the episodes, Angel's there on those days. You can always message him, kind of just bring up maybe your own ideas. Also chill out, watch him play some games. So solid time for that. Yeah. Um, I'm really bad at playing Nuzlocke for Pokemon. Uh, did we mention the newsletter? Yeah, we have we have mentioned we the have newsletter, newsletter multiple times throughout. But yes, we do have a newsletter. Please subscribe. Please do. It's got some we'll cool send information. It to you every week. Yeah, it's also really good. Uh, so we have on this show. If you're new to this, we have a lot of different hosts, and we kind of go over a lot of different things. Angel oftentimes has to do with like it seems so far aliens and government. The government. Yeah, exactly. So we have a lot of different stuff um, where each host is kind of their own individual conspiracy nerd. And that's kind of what it comes down we to. We all are. Allie and I are always here, um, but we have rotating hosts outside of that. So if you're ever interested in something, but you don't quite know if it's something you want to listen to, the newsletter, the newsletter is also there. So definitely check that out. You'll at least be able to get the gist of the information. Uh, you can sign up for that. Oh at tinyletter.com slash conspiracy what right so definitely go check that out definitely go subscribe it'll just go to your email throw us in that social or promotions tab on if you have gmail you can do that and then every now and then just check up and kind of see what's going on in the conspiracy world i think that's all yeah that's everything uh shit yeah so i am cameron i'm still Allie. And I'm Cameron, but with a better beard. That is. Um, I'm also Angel, but cuter. So. <laughs> I'm Cameron without a beard. 
I just now saw that you changed that. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know how many times you got to change your names, but I noticed it at the end, so I have to do this once. I have uh, only changed it to one, so. Thank you so much for listening. We have tons of other episodes if you are interested. This is our 70-something episode. That's not <laughs> a word. A yeah. 73rd. Yeah, 73rd episode. more than this. Yeah, 73rd episode. Uh, so we have a whole bunch of other ones. We have everything from murders to aliens to historical uh, maybe inaccuracies. It's hard to say. Uh, so definitely go check those out. But for now, remember to always stay stitious and don't forget, and don't forget to tip your bob. <laughs> Do either <laughs> one of those. Uh, remember to always stay stitious and remember that every triangle you see is probably evil. We were actually talking about that with Sarah earlier. So thank you so much for listening. Have a good whatever day it is. Bye.